1: Are you listening? 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 Hey everybody, and welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. We're two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while. My name is Scott. I'm here with my good friend Brand Brand. How are you today, sir?
0: I'm good. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, listeners. We're going to soothe you with the NPR tones. Oh, this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we we just need a whole show calm down after what we've had for a while. Like the, we just need to level just out a little bit chill we Whoa. had we had just Satan, 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 and then Mike screaming for four hours. So. <laughs> We, we just need to have something and, in there. Then we had Pink partying our, our asses off. Yeah, we've been real up lately. We need some downers. Yeah, we, we, need, did, yeah. we need some chill out. We've been so, taking speed. We need some, some downers here. We need we, some barbiturates. This is the barbiturates episode.
1: It definitely is because this week we're talking about Radiohead and their record, OK Computer. Now, Brian, do you have any previous experience with Radiohead at all?
0: Not that I know of. I'm sure they have... What was their biggest, biggest hit? Because I'm sure I know that.
1: Maybe Creep was their early. I definitely know Creep. Hit. I definitely a know Creep. A lot of people know that one. Two of the singles off of this were pretty big.
0: I could tell you for a fact I've never heard of any of these songs before in my life.
1: Okay. So Creep would probably be the one and only one
0: you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so I knew Creep and that was that was it. And I'm I probably knew covers of Creep before yeah. I heard. Radiohead and do creep.
1: Everybody's done covers of their song
0: Creep. I'm familiar with them on like the outlier, as in like I know the band. I'm aware of like the people who are into Radiohead, if that makes sense. Like it's okay, it's it's a certain type of person normally. Sure. Like who's just like, oh man, Radiohead's my favorite band. They do tend to have that kind of fan base where if you're a fan, you're like diehard. There was a podcast I used to listen to where they would like remake songs in different ways to sound like different things. Like it was called punch up the jams where they would take these quote unquote bad songs and see if they could make them better. Oh, all right. And the one guy on there, Demi Adijuibe, uh, his favorite band at the time, at least, was Radiohead. So, like, he would mention them. I think he did a couple tracks that sounded like Radiohead tracks, but they were basically other songs in Radiohead style. And I oh, okay. didn't mind those. Okay. But I'm also on board for that podcast listening to the, like, I would listen to the episodes of the songs I knew, not, like, weird sure. songs. Sure. So yeah. it, it wasn't like I was hearing a totally blank slate song.
1: no. Do you recall if those songs sounded like the ones you heard on this record? Because Radiohead has, like, a few different
0: eras. I could, like, I could see the through line of just maybe just the tonal situation. Like, they definitely use these different tones. And and then I will say this word a lot today, production-wise, I think, probably also. Gotcha. But no my familiarity with anything radiohead past creep is very very <laughs> gotcha. minimal
1: well as i said last week when i gave you this record this isn't even my favorite radiohead record
0: yeah but you but this had to be the one You said. but
1: it had to be the one because it is so like well regarded my favorite is their record before this one which is called the bends and it's, it's more the weird of a, like
0: head on it the weird yeah, head face cover yeah yeah it's yeah, more I've, of a i think i've seen i've seen every one of their album covers and i don't know why right, right probably because they were all in lists for like greatest albums of certain times
1: they always are they always are every time they come out they seem to be on album of the year lists yeah. and album of the decade type stuff
0: and i remember in rainbows what didn't they offer it for free or something or pay what you want they yeah they i think they did a pay what you want type thing for it but you could pay nothing if that's what you had. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I recall that but i didn't even listen to it then i even free i was like eh, come on we're you, you're about to though because it's on our loud I wire list i know it is I, I looked at it this week yeah and
1: that's, In Rainbows is probably my second favorite. This is my, OK computers is my third favorite Radiohead record. Okay.
0: So they're all in that chunk there, though. Yeah. Because isn't uh, In one, Rainbows directly no. after this record? No, 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 no. Oh, it's no. way after. You this got, is 90s.
1: Yeah, you got Kid A and Amnesiac, and okay. I think there's another one in between. I think In Rainbows was kind of a return for them. I think they took a little bit of a break.
0: Okay. yeah that sounds like that's probably why there was hype around it too
1: yeah and then uh they came back with a more like old school radiohead sound uh within rainbows okay that's why it's my second favorite it's <laughs> i love it i can't there wait for them to it again,
0: again. Yes. yeah
1: yeah but we're not here to talk about in rainbows or the bends we're here to talk about okay computer and the band in general so radiohead are an english rock band
0: that formed in abingdon oxfordshire in 1985 i didn't i mean i guess i half knew but i i wasn't positive that they i didn't know they were british i didn't know they were english oh yeah i should have taken it from uh tom spelled with an h like yeah, what right. are we doing right that's not that's not a an american get, get that H out of there that H <laughs> does not belong there at all at all and that e at the end it. of your name can be gone too. So the York, yeah, yeah, that you could just really get rid of two letters of his name. Just cut it down. Come on, buddy. Shorten it up. Come on, yeah. Prince was Prince, you know. <laughs> Prince was a symbol. But wasn't that a fight against record company though? I didn't. I don't yeah, think that was, was like a him. I this is who I am. It was no. I'm going to do this because no. you fucked me. <laughs> yep, 100. percent The band
1: consists of Tom York on vocals, guitar, piano, and keyboards brothers johnny and colin greenwood on lead guitar keyboards other instruments and bass respectively ed o'brien on guitar and backing vocals and philip selway on drums and percussion they've worked with the producer nigel godrich and the cover artist stanley donwood since
0: 1994 sticking with a cover artist i appreciate it much in the vein of cannibal corpse much in the vein of acacia strain for the past nine records so really like their whole output has been by these same guys since yeah. 94
1: good for good for them sticking that's with what i think that's pretty awesome yeah like you never i hardly ever hear anybody let alone sticking with the same cover artist or the same producer sticking with the same band members for that long yeah that's all yeah there's there's not many Radiohead's experimental approach is credited with advancing the sound of alternative rock.
0: Okay, it, it, it's hard for I couldn't I couldn't say anything like that because I'm not familiar enough with alternative rock to know sure which way it's moving, where it started, where it's going. I that's well, not alternative
1: rock is '90s. Yeah, rock.
0: Yeah, which oh, we I, know, I know you're a
1: huge fan of.
0: Yeah, not much. Uh, not much in there. No.
1: In August 1996. Having recorded four songs at the rehearsal studio, which was a renovated apple shed named Canned Applause, Radiohead toured as the opening act for Alanis Morissette.
0: That's a weird show. Isn't it? (laughs) But I'm thinking now the similarities between they're in an apple shed and Guar was in a milk factory. So crazy. (laughs) I guess I guess we could start a meal. We got apples and milk. I'm sure there's some kind of weird British food that is just apples and milk. I mean, don't British people eat like Bovril and shit like that? I don't even know what if that is. Bovril? B O V R I L. I don't even I've never heard of it. Bovril. Bovril is the trademark name of a thick and salty meat extract paste similar to a yeast extract developed in 1870s by John Lewis John Lawson Johnston.
1: Okay. I've never once heard of it.
0: The first people also ask says, why is Bovril illegal in the US? Is it? It's banned in the US because of mad cow disease fears on beef products from the UK. Okay. Yeah, so Bovril, thick and salty meat extract paste. (laughs) There you go, folks. That's what fucking Radiohead's (laughs) eating. They're eating fucking (laughs) thick, salty meat extract paste. On tour with Alanis Morissette. They resumed recording
1: after the tour at St. Catherine's Court, a 15th century mansion where the sessions were recorded with a band playing at all hours of the day and recording in different rooms. They used the acoustics of the old mansion to add to the like reverberation in the songs.
0: Uh, I don't remember if we touched on it on the REM murmur episode. I don't know if it's that record. It might be the next record, but there is there is a record where most of Michael Stipe's vocals is done in the stairwell outside of the studio because they just wanted that sound more that they wanted that hollow. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying anyway. So (laughs) so whatever. So that's what that reminds me of. And there are some parallels I could I could see between REM and Radiohead, considering the fact that Radiohead formed in 85. 85, When was their first record? It wasn't like right away, was it? Was no. it like... released in '93? Okay, okay, because REM's first record was '83. I was wrong, Ooh. even earlier. Yeah, yeah, super early. Yeah, so I could I could definitely see maybe REM made it over there and they maybe. caught they caught a little little of it because I I mean there is that that's the one alternative rock band that I've got into so far. Yeah, that's they, true. They just like earlier alternative, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pre-90s.
0: Yes, way yeah. pre, way pre. And that's the thing. So I haven't if the even... band
1: starts pre-90s, that's good then.
0: If they're, re- if, if they're releasing records pre-90s, I think. Okay. If, I'll have to... if it's an alternative rock band.
1: I'll have to check on some things
0: <laughs> and see if I can bust that, that timeline. I'm not even sure if I'm into their 90s records yet. To actually listening to them? I'm not. I'm, I'm You're not I'm, into I'm, the 90s i'm, I'm only them? to 87 it's their fifth holy record hell there's six records 88 that's the next one i'm listening to
1: man they what they put out a record almost every year
0: 83 84 85 86 87 88 91 92 94 96 that's wild 98 oh, 1 4 8 2011 holy cow that's crazy yeah they i mean that's what i guess that's what you kind of had to do back then especially as a quote unquote alternative like college rock yeah like you just had to stay relevant keep putting stuff out yeah yeah good for michael stein
1: radiohead released their third studio album okay computer may 21st 1997 on which they distanced themselves from guitar centered lyrically introspective style of their previous album the bends Okay, computer's abstract lyrics, densely layered sound and eclectic influences laid the groundwork for Radiohead's later more experimental work. So this is kind of the the transition record from their guitar-centered alternative music to for what the they're more, going to be, what they continue to to build upon. Okay. With I think Kid A is one of their like big records that everybody think is so profound that I just can't I can't get into. <laughs> okay, that that's the Radiohead era that lost me. Okay, but I think a lot of people really dig into that one a lot. I think it gets more electronicy
0: and not Scott friendly. Okay, <laughs> we did find a little a little room to wiggle in there. That you are a hypocrite on some things electronic. Oh, I know. We we found that. Yeah. A I'm, little I'm, bit. I'm glad we found some of your uh, hypocritical tendencies because mine are plastered oh, all over this. Shit. Yeah,
1: I definitely have some. But if you bring me a techno record that's techno all the way through and just electric uh, electronic, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to have a good time.
0: I, I think some of your one of your major problems is just you you say techno as if that's the entire genre, like like somebody oh, would say, I know like there's... somebody would say rock and yeah. they'd be like, oh, they're just a rock band. Oh, oh okay. no, Deftones, just a rock band. God. Yeah. I and I totally get
1: that like yeah. I know I generalize in that area but it, a it's because I don't know enough. Yeah. B is because I don't care to know enough.
0: Yeah. I just feel like there probably is a subgenre. There somewhere. might be something. I mean, give me I mean lo- low-fi like you would be, I feel like you could get into some low-fi I mean, electronic. we get shit.
1: into I get into clipping stuff. Yeah. You know, I was heavy into their last three albums. Yeah. The electronic stuff in the Devil Wears Prada record we just went over. Uh, I really dug that. But I needed it as like a, a sprinkling of seasoning on it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't do like a whole fucking thing like i need i need more substance
0: i think there's still a part of you that when they hear electronic music as a broad like a broad genre definer all you hear is mm mm
1: 100 and i think that's all that
0: goes through my head i think the electronic all the electronic subgenres have like grown exponentially out. Oh yeah. And that, that is probably one of the smallest genres right now. Probably. But again, though, I'm not super familiar with electronic music myself.
1: That's all that goes through my mind when anybody ever says something about electronic music.
0: Yeah. All you hear is just Chris Pontius ripping off his, his button off sweatpants and party (laughs) bling it and
1: jackass. Or Moby. Moby is the other one. Ooh, I had to God, no! What about Fat Boy Slim, I wasn't a fan
0: no, either. Me but... neither. There's a guy that would play that full song at work multiple no. times. Scott, it's like six, seven minutes long, and it—the whole thing—it's just check it out now, Funk Show brother, right about now. That's the whole song. Yeah, over I hated it and over and over again God, for like no. eight minutes. Yeah, I'm not about it.
1: Off. I hated it. This dude also wear
0: like tight spandex bicycle shorts and it was a wild move wild (laughs) move at at 4 a.m oh Oh,
1: man the album's lyrics depict a world fraught with rampant consumerism social alienation emotional isolation and political malaise in this capacity OK computer has been said to have prescient insight into the mood of 21st century life
0: I will say it was a little startling how, I mean, I guess startling and also sad that this could be so relatable today still. Like the lyrics are still like, oh, yeah, this is still a thing.
1: Yeah, when I gave it to you, I think I I said I haven't listened to it in a while. Mm -hmm. Listening to it this week, I was like, how was this written and recorded?
0: In 96, probably.
1: yeah in i mean it came out in 97 so recorded in 96 and still be so relevant
0: feeling yeah, it's weird it's it's
1: definitely yeah. a definite weird thing despite lowered sales estimates by their label EMI who deemed the record uncommercial and difficult to market okay computer reached number 1 on the UK albums chart and was soon certified 5 times platinum in the UK and double platinum in the US a lot of records yeah buddy
0: platinum is still a million in the uk right yeah okay so they sold five million records in the UK, just in the uk uk is not big no it's not five million records in the uk is crazy numbers in 97
1: so they're all physical copies yeah that's insane yeah that's cassettes cds vinyl that's at that time yeah and then i
0: mean even two million in america is a lot it's
1: cr- yeah it's it's crazy but
0: five million in uk is a crazy amount of records yeah okay
1: computer received a claim and has been cited as one of the greatest albums of all time it was nominated for album of the year and won best alternative music album at the 1998 grammy awards the album initiated uh stylistic shift in british rock away from brit pop towards melancholic atmospheric alternative rock that became more prevalent in the next decade in 2014 it was included by the united states library of congress in the national recording registry as culturally historically or aesthetically significant
0: now the way it was described there scott how many of those words you think i like (laughs) atmospheric
1: i know yeah Atmospheric, atmospheric, what was it? Atmospheric, alternative, uh, melancholic,
0: melancholic,
1: atmospheric, alternative rock.
0: Yes, yeah, God, that's like four words. That not
1: I... one of those words did you appreciate? At no,
0: because I think we, I think we did come to the realization that I don't think I like rock music. Yeah. I think I, I think I just like subgenres of right. rock music. Rock music is just kind of too, too broad. Yeah, basically anything with a guitar in it is called rock music, and I definitely yeah. don't like anything with a guitar in it. Like, right. like, a guitar is will not keep me. A guitar will not chew me away. But you do like things with guitars. I do like... I like a lot of things with guitars. Yeah. But a guitar is not going to be enough for me to go like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I'm in. Sure.
1: Well, luckily enough for us, there was more than just a guitar on this record. There was. So maybe there was something for you to cling to.
0: Those four words, though, are rough. That's yeah. a rough. <laughs> if, if it would have been presented to me like that, I'd have been like, oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Melanch- <laughs> Melancholic... atmospheric Atmospheric alternative rock yeah man that's a
1: that's a no-go that's that's like no fly zone for you
0: that's like four red lights in a row for me (laughs) like stop 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 (laughs) no i gotta turn around i gotta get out of here
1: let's you turn this bitch (laughs) yeah i gotta get out of here
0: this isn't this isn't this is the neighborhood i'm trying to be in
1: oh that's it for the notes let's get into the albums that were released may 1997 yeah
0: i may have some in here but i was gonna say how many many do
1: you think you'll be into on this list at all. I, th-
0: I think post I think ninety six. Like after ninety six, I think is when some newer records, even though I i w- i w I didn't listen to them at the time. I think that's as far as I went back when I started like buying music. Okay. So I because I would have been aware of them and I'm like, oh yeah I'll listen to that. You know that Rob sure. Zombie record came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, coming out on May 5th we have Voodoo Glow Skulls with Bail de los Locos.
0: Only familiar with them from the Punkaramas. Never yeah. listened to a full Voodoo Glow Skulls record.
1: Me too. We also have Paul McCartney coming out with Flaming
0: Pie. I've listened to Wings, but I don't think I've ever listened to a solo Paul McCartney record.
1: I have not either. So we're we're over 2 right now. Coming out on the 6th, we have Meredith Brooks with Blurring the Edges. I don't even
0: think I know who
1: Meredith I'm Brooks I'm a is. bitch! I'm a lover! I'm a That's child. Meredith Brooks.
0: Yes, sir. I would have lost every dollar in my pocket because I always thought that was like Atlanta's Morissette or... <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that was a problem with her coming out when she did. Yeah. Because she fit right along in there with Atlantis Morissette when she was in her kind of angsty, jagged little pill era.
0: Yeah, wow. I, I I never knew. I I probably heard that before and then I immediately forget her name, which is yeah, sad. But it is sad. He's She's no Daniel... Powder? Powder. Yeah. Got buddy. <laughs> <Got it. laughs>
1: On the sixth, we also have Hansen coming
0: out with middle of nowhere. That's not the big one, is it? That's not um baby. Is it Umbop? It is. I'm guessing you you probably never listened to that record, but have you ever listened to any Hansen?
1: No, sir. Because they I were think they're my still sister putting owned records this out. record.
0: Like they're still putting records out.
1: I think I knew that.
0: And they're like. Adult contemporary records.
1: That's wild to me.
0: Supposedly they're great. I've I listened to one. I listened to one, and I was like, "Wow, this like the pop aspects are there, but it wasn't necessarily the music I wanted." Gotcha. I don't know if I could revisit it now, but supposedly they're really good, which is okay. Which is which feels weird. It feels like Hanson shouldn't be the one that's. Are we drafting Hanson records in the future? How many think they got out? What's your guess? I don't know. If you said they're still
1: coming out with them, they started. Let's say I. I don't even know if this is their first record, but ninety-seven. I'll I'll say they put out seven records, be a guess.
0: Their first record was ninety-two.
1: Oh wow. So yeah, this wasn't their first record.
0: 19 records. Are you serious? 19. <laughs> 19 records. records? Yeah. And actually, this is the follow-up. You said this is um, middle of nowhere? Yeah. This is the follow-up to Umbop. Umbop was 96. Really? Yeah. Check the track listing on middle of nowhere, because I Oh, Umbop is also on it?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because my sister bought this CD, I remember, and she played it, and I remember this. Okay, I guess
0: guess the Umbop is a demo album.
1: Oh, gotcha. But it's an hour-long, an hour-long demo album. Wow. But we
0: talked about REM putting records out, man. Yeah. 92, 93, 94, 94, 95, 96, 97, 97, 98, 98, 2000, 2004, 2007, 2010, 2013, 17, 18, 21, 22. They put out a record last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Red Red Green Blue was the name of it. I feel like
1: we need to draft Hands and Records. 2017
0: looks like it was a Christmas record and there are a couple live records on here. Like the years where there were two at the same time, it looks like there well, was a live. Yeah. In in 98 they have live from Albertane and in 94 they have Hands and live in 94.
1: Gotcha. Wild coming out on May 13th, 1997 we have Misfits with American Psycho. Mm,
0: that's the one that people hated, right? I think so. Guess what one I loved. That one right there. I did. I yeah. loved it a lot. Let me look at. It. Is that the one with the the ghoul on the cover?
1: Yeah, the skeleton like uh I think he's like standing off to the side has like a lantern in his hand or something. I don't oh know. yeah.
0: That's that's the one I loved. This this was my f- I mean that was, l- it. that was the first one. Blasphemy this is my favorite Misfits record. There you go. I like the other ones, but this one just had hits because it had so much more pop in it than the other ones. Yeah. That's why people
1: hated it. That's man. why people hated it. Yep.
0: Dig Up Her Bones, The Hunger, Walk Among Us, Speak of the Devil. These are all fucking great songs. Mars Attacks is great. This Island Earth. My God. I love this record. It sucks <laughs> though because Michael, isn't Michael Graves the horrible one now? Yeah. I
1: don't yeah. think Jerry
0: Only's doing great shit either, but I don't. I think Michael Graves is, is like an actual problem.
1: Yeah, he's, he's horrible. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a bummer. Hopefully yeah. Doyle's still doing all right, because I'm scared if he isn't. Uh, I don't know. It's a scary man. Also on the thirteenth, we have mad caddies with quality soft core. I know the name Mad Caddies. I I don't think I've ever maybe on a compilation somewhere. Probably on
1: a comp somewhere. Uh they're a they're a ska band. That's that's another red light right there for you.
0: It's <laughs> Yep, add it into the list.
1: <laughs> on the eighteenth, I don't know if you know this band or not, but I got into this CD pretty crazy. A band called Feeder with the record Polythene. No. I remember being huge into this record, went back and listened to it after I found it on this list. I don't know what I was into it for.
0: Oh, is it bad?
1: It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good.
0: It's it's always great when you do that, because then you're like, oh man, if I would have never listened to it, I could have still had that memory of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish I'd never listened to it. Yeah. On May 20th, we have... Foo Fighters with the color and the shape. Not one I've listened to. No, that is the one that has um, "My Hero" on
0: it. There goes my hero. Yes, sir. That could have been a Creed song. Creed would have fucking ripped that thing. No, no. <laughs> I almost bought Creed's Greatest Hits on vinyl the other day. Did you really? But I looked at the I looked at the list and it wasn't just uh, six feet and whatever the other one is, 10 times on the record. So I said, I can't do that. <laughs> also
1: on the 20th, we have Mill and Colin with Four Monkeys. I know you haven't listened to them.
0: Nope, just from, again, epitaph yep. tapes, epitaph yep. comps.
1: We also have The Muffs with Happy
0: Birthday to Me. Have you ever listened to The Muffs? I, I don't know if I've ever even heard the name. There's a possibility oh, okay. I have because it's a the something. but Female,
1: punk rock. Also on the 20th, we have KRS-One with I Got Next.
0: That's your boy. Um,
1: yeah, is my boy. You haven't listened to a full project. No,
0: I have not. No, not really. I've seen probably more of his interview, like his talking. <laughs> more pens.
1: interviews than music. Yeah,
0: yeah probably.
1: <laughs> on the 27th, we have Snot with Get Some.
0: I know Snot.
1: I know you do. That's the one snot. with the dog on the cover and the, the ball on the nose.
0: Yeah, I remember. The weird thing is I got into Snot off of their tribute record to Len Strait.
1: After he died.
0: Is that his name? I don't remember his name. I think it's, I think it's Len, Len straight. I don't know. Lynn Lynn straight. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But yet yeah, after he passed, they had a bunch of bands cover snot records and they put yeah. it out on a tribute record. And that's how I got into snot. That's wild.
1: Last one on the list coming out on the 30th. We have Dimmu Borgir with Enthroned Darkness Triumphant.
0: And have you went back to that one? I have not. Okay. Because I I'm know you were, into, about you were into I'm Death not. Called Armageddon.
1: Yeah, it was super good. I got sucked into some other stuff this week, though.
0: Out of all the posters that I probably had on my wall as at my childhood home, Demu Borger probably had the most. Oh, yeah? Just banned photos from magazines mm. because, yeah. man, did they really go for it. Yeah. I mean, like, you would see guys wearing, like, a bracelet or something. These dudes had gauntlets from the like, wrist yeah. <laughs> to the shoulder yeah. just spiked up. Every one of them. It was unreal. Yeah. So, yeah, and to me, that's that's the coolest oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's go to move order. <laughs> I'll listen right. to you guys if I know you look like this. Right. Well, I have the, uh, the Billboard Hot 100,
1: week of May 17th, 1997. These could hit for me because I, if they were on that, the radio, if they were yeah. big, this is where it might be. Coming in at number five, maybe not this one, but Monica, for you, I will, from Space Jam.
0: Yeah, that didn't. I mean, I definitely love Space Jam. Yeah but I couldn't pull that song out of a playlist of one.
1: Yeah, me neither. Coming in at number four, we have Jewel with Foolish Games slash You Were Meant For Me.
0: No. No, you weren't into Jewel. I always, and, I, and this isn't right, because Jewel is definitely a bigger artist than this, but I confuse Jewel with Vitamin C a lot. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's two different levels. They were just both around me at the same time. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I get it. Coming in at number three, we have Mark Morrison with Return of the Mac.
1: Return of the Mac.
0: I didn't know Mark Morrison put that <laughs> out. Makes that song feel different. Yeah, it does. It makes that song feel real different. It really, really does. Man, return of the Mac. What's up, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking weird.
1: Oh, uh, coming in to number two, we have Hansen with Um bop.
0: There it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then coming into number one, we have the Notorious B.I.G. with Hypnotize. I was going to say what beat out Umbop? and that's a yeah. wild one, too, there, by the way. Hypnotize right. and Umbop, put it on my yeah. gravestone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hypnotize is a, it's one of the biggest hip hop songs of all time.
1: Yeah, all time. Yeah, without a doubt. I got a couple more, one that I appreciate and one that you appreciate. Okay. They're back to back on the list, 12 and 13. Coming in at number twelve, we have the Verve pipe with the freshman. That
0: was a big song.
1: That was that one's for me.
0: That was a big song. I knew that one from Buzz Ballads.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I went back after after seeing it on this list. I went back and listened to that record. Mm-hmm. Poof. This was the only good song on that record. Oh, that happens. That yeah.
0: happens in there. That, that, this really, is that really years. Does. This these are those years where that happens because yeah. a single sold the record. They didn't really. It. They didn't yeah. have to sell whole records because and... they they tricked you.
1: I mean, it was just CD sales and cassette sales. And if they got that one single that was huge on the radio, you bought that CD.
0: Len. Len did that for me. Uh, Yeah, I remember Len. Don't steal my soul, John. Keep bursting on my feet. Yeah, that that whole record is not good. Garbage. Yeah. Not good. (laughs) And then coming in at number 13,
1: Wannabe by Spice Girls.
0: Man. Spice Girls were
1: huge, they sold so many records. We didn't mm, we touch that a couple yeah. episodes ago. I, we looked up, we did, it, I think so. Yeah, and it was like,
0: oh my god, <laughs> Spice yeah, Girls are it was wild.
1: It. Yeah, well, here's the Billboard 200. Okay, coming at number five, the Space Jam soundtrack.
0: Yeah, that checks yep. out with that Monica track pushing exactly. it
1: exactly. Coming at number four, we have the notorious BIG with Life After Death,
0: it pushing it.
1: Yep, coming at number three, Mary J.
0: Blige with Share My World. OK, uh, Mary J. Blige falls in that time frame of all music that I wasn't listening to at the time.
1: Right. Coming in number two, a bit of surprise. George Strait with
0: Carrying Your Love With Me. There's always one. There's, <laughs> How? There's always a wild one that pops up in the <laughs> album sales. so random. That has to just be like middle America buying records. Just, that has to be what that is. That's like people in Oklahoma. Yeah, just buying them up.
1: Number one record spice by spice girls yeah
0: yeah still a huge record
1: yeah i got a bunch of other ones that came out at the time number nine the aforementioned hansen middle of nowhere
0: number nine top ten number
1: nine top ten yep coming in at number 16 we have no doubt with tragic kingdom
0: i've never listened to a no doubt record outside of the first one that maybe they got like the pop hit off of i never listened yeah. to an older one when they were an actual band
1: i went and listened to this this week and <laughs> I messaged you saying the singles were the only thing saving that record because yeah. the rest of it just was not fantastic.
0: I think that I think that happened a lot in these mid '90s yeah. situations.
1: Yeah, uh, coming to number twenty-three, we have Sublime with their self-titled record.
0: That's one with the, all the all the big hits on it, right? Like that's one that yeah. essentially. San- f-
1: Santeria. Yeah. what I got? Yeah. Coming to number thirty-six, we have. Machiavelli by the 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 posthumous release from Tupac.
0: You mean the album The Don Culluminati by Machiavelli?
1: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't gonna.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't Tupac at that time. No, he wasn't. And it is crazy that it was a posthumous record, and Machiavelli was the guy who came back to life many times. Yeah. Like it's it's it was it was a weird thing. And who uh, oh, if we had to if we were drafting. Which would be a shitty draft because most of the time posthumous records aren't good. Oof, it might be. It draft? might be my favorite posthumous record. There would be a lot of research that had to go into that draft, and and we would have to put limits on it too because technically ACDC's Back in Black is a posthumous record. Kind of, yeah, but, but really they went on to do much, much more. Okay, okay, no, I guess it isn't a posthumous record because it was written after he died. It,
1: yeah, and it was written. For him. Yeah, like parts, it was, it was yeah. a tribute.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah. whole album cover and everything was a tribute to him. Yeah. But that, that still, man, that record still blows my mind. Yeah, it's a I wild I don't record. understand. It functions as a greatest hits with a new fucking vocalist who just destroys. Just kills. Yep. Man, I need Crazy. to listen to his band that he came from. I wonder if there's anything
1: out there from it. I don't know. Coming in at number 41, we have The Offspring with ex on the Ombre. Big one for you. Yeah, huge one for me. I love it. Everything about that
0: record is just phenomenal for me. Americana is where I jumped in, Scott. Yeah, that that was a bit <laughs> That's later. Where everybody jumped in.
1: That was the uh, pretty fly for a white guy era,
0: and there were there was the other hit on there. What's the other uh, one? It's pretty fly for a white guy, and it's an, it's another like comedic song.
1: Too. Yeah, it's another funny song. I just remember the opening of the record. Welcome to yeah. Americana. Man, did that fucking kill for me. <laughs> love that shit. Coming to number forty three. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones with Let's Face It. Your that favorites. That was a big one. That Your was favorites.
0: One. You love them. I, I like do. them more than less than Jake. That, that's true. Long. I can't say that blanket statement. I like the one record by them over the one record by less than Jake. Very true. And the last one I have here on the list, spending
1: 102 weeks on the Billboard 200, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack.
0: Like Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, did I
0: hate that movie as a kid. I haven't gone back to watch it since it came out. We watched it in school. Yeah, I think we did, too. I hated it. It was because, I don't know, it was too artsy. I bet you I'd probably like it now. Maybe. Or it would be horribly dated. To bring it back to the record we're talking about, this soundtrack featured the Radiohead song talk show host. What record was that on? Just the soundtrack. Oh, they, oh, back when they were making, back back when bands made tracks for sound. Yeah, Not right. just 007. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's it for the list. That's it for the notes. Brand, Radiohead's OK Computer. I forgot to write down the track numbers and runtime, so I fucked up there.
0: But sometimes, you listen, sometimes there's an argument about it anyway.
1: Yeah, you listen to it. Tell me what you thought.
0: We'll get to my overall summation at the end. So yeah. let's just let's just go first track airbag. Yeah. I like the vibes at the beginning of this. It opens up with kind of a a jangly guitar <laughs> the
1: and the the jingle bells, the christmas bells. Yes.
0: <laughs> but if as as you know maybe only off the one record, but REM were called jangle pop for a while. Like they oh, were called they? they were it was like jangly the jangly guitars. And I got that vibe okay. off the beginning. I thought it was the perfect entry to build off of. Like I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, build off from here. Here we go. I, I really do like the opening for this record. I don't like the vocals when they come in, which isn't great. Oh, that's know. not good. I should yeah, know. That, first, vocals, first vocals to me are always pretty big. Shit, that's not, that's not a good sign. The slower tempo of the song, when I thought it was going to build, but it just kind of maintained at a slower tempo. Yeah. But the production on this thing, super interesting. Just even off this just main track, the first track, it it never really builds anything, but I'm mm-hmm. there. The the production is it keeps me in it. It's a stagnant track, maybe even devolves a bit into just like jangly nothingness at a okay. certain time. Yeah. And then it's it's too long by about a minute. Like you could chop a minute off of this thing.
1: That's kind of what I was worried about with this record for you,
0: because I remember when it came
1: out, it felt kind of long to me. Yeah.
0: So I, I think and we'll get into this the more we go through my notes here, but I think that is by design. I too. With with the mood and the direction behind this record, I think it's by design that they wanted it to feel that way.
1: I think it was like I talked about earlier in the notes, they were trying to do something different than the typical guitar alternative rock that was coming out at the time they were trying to advance music.
0: Which means, I guess, take out choruses and and, <laughs> and then make your songs too long.
1: Yeah, and that, <laughs> that might be it. That's the formula.
0: Moving on to Paranoid Android. Yes, sir. Like the guitars at the beginning, again, vocals still not great, but th- there's there's many facets of the production on this whole record, but this is the first track where I just started noticing all the little noises and the sounds and yeah. things all around it. And I don't even mean production as in like this sound is throughout the record or throughout the track, even where mm-hmm. this sound is an original sound. You heard it one time at this one place on the track and then you yeah. never hear it again. It's very interesting. It's, yeah. it's it's very, very interesting how these just just a noise will happen and then you'll never hear it again. The rest of yeah. the album. It's but it it fits so perfectly where they want it. It's It's great. This one uh, was one of the singles. I don't
1: remember okay. if this was the lead off single. I think it was this song being the single at the length. It was, I always thought was a wild move.
0: It is wild. And I couldn't see this being a single for a million, million years. It doesn't yeah, make sense to they me. They Might've
1: cut a little bit from it. I'm trying to remember. Cause I honestly haven't listened to like the single version of it mm-hmm. since probably 97, 98. But I remember when it came out being like, this is a long song for the radio.
0: And throughout this song, the song just continues to like gear down and gear down and gear down and slower and slower. And then it almost just turns into like just ambient background tones. Like that's essentially towards like the middle end of the song. I'm just hearing tones. The production continues to interest me and entertain me while the music itself isn't there yet. So the music isn't doing it yet, but the production but is enough. what
1: goes into it. Yes. Yeah. it's. I, I always thought the song was pretty crazy in its structure. It reminds me of like Bohemian Rhapsody, where okay. it's got so many different facets to the song that the change-ups kind of make it feel like a different song.
0: Moving on to Subterranean, Homesick Alien. Yeah. I think I'm settling more into the record by this point. Mm-hmm. I understand the energy it's going for. It's like a sitting at home, staring at the floor vibe. Sure, like it's That's... not it's not a doing something vibe. It's a no. sit, sitting at home, arms crossed, staring at the floor. <laughs> and it's sure. it's it's a respectable as any vibe. That's, I'm not saying there's anything it's wrong a vibe. with any vibes. Yeah, it's a vibe production. I know I keep saying it. It's beautiful and precise. Yeah. It continues on this track. Vocals are vocals are indistinguishable to me without the lyrics. I can't make out a word this dude's saying without yeah, these lyrics. Yeah, and I don't really care enough to yeah. dive super into them. Right. I, when you do, and when I when I did go through them with the lyrics, it mm. does add that dimension to the record. Like sure. it makes the record exactly it what it should or... be. Yeah. But I also feel like once I get that, once I get the the depth from the lyrics, I don't need the lyrics anymore because I'm like, oh, right. I understand what you're going like, for. I...
1: I get it, and it matches the feel.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. They help the tracks feel more complete, and and they're not just pepper on top of the production. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do like because before, if you're just listening to the sounds, this dude's Tom with too many letters. <laughs> if you listen to what he's what he's doing, it he does the thing that I don't like, that I will continually reference Tom DeLong where he lengthens out words and they don't need to be lengthened. Yeah. I get it it's the it's the idea when you, without the lyrics it feels a little rough when you get the lyrics and hear what he's saying it's like okay that makes sense and then you just go with the vibe I can yeah. I can handle it right uh, not not super upset about this one but it's still not like the music itself is still not doing much for me yeah moving on to exit music per- parenthetically for a film for a film this one is musical torch to me as a song <laughs> as a song yeah but when I listen hard, like if I'm mm. staring at my floor, like you're super hard in it. Like yeah. I'm I'm really counting, paying attention. I'm counting the the amount of fabric in my carpet. <laughs> I can get something out of it. But for, guess what? Guess what dimension for the production? I can I can get the production out of it. I like the static distortion on the guitar on this one. It's super fuzzy when it finally comes in at like
1: three minutes into the track. Like with 45 seconds left in the song.
0: Yeah. After after about three minutes of whispering, this fuzzy guitar shows (laughs) up to say, hey, guys, party's here. Yeah. The building of nothing to something here is what I want out of all these other songs. Like the Mm -hmm. other songs are starting with nothing and kind of not doing anything with it. Yeah. Whereas this one, it started with nothing, and even though I didn't like the build, once it does build, I, I like... I, I need like the payoff. There. I need something. I, I can't yeah. just have nothingness in this. Right. Or even start a track with a little something. Like, even the, the little guitar we're getting isn't enough. It's because it's still nothing. It's just yeah. it's just there. Yeah. Moving on to Let Down. The dreamy, ethereal vocals still do nothing for me. Okay. In this one, I compare them to Chino of Deftones. Really? Because... Like it's when, just, when he's on it's his, just when he's on his super wild Shugaze. singing shoegay shit. Yeah. But then Deftones gives me something to pull me in. They give me that heaviness. They give yeah. me a a, a a total tonal switch up where right. this doesn't give me that. Yeah. This album just kind of sounds like wind a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just a windy record. Sure. The track is fine, but it doesn't move my needle at all. Like there's, yeah. there's nothing on this one that goes, Hey, you, you, you need to enjoy this. And my needle starts moving right moving on to karma police the second single okay closest i've been to enjoying a song there I you know go <laughs> it's, it's almost catchy enough for me but it, it it just misses like it just misses there being enough things to even tap my foot sure it's like i want to tap my foot but it's like hey no 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 no, no. we're staring at floors in this house you know stare <laughs> at that wood grain now yeah best so far but it's a low bar <laughs> yeah. it, it's been a low bar for me up to this oh, yeah. point but this is the best so far right so then moving on to fitter happier oh god automated voice i'm going to be honest it really helps with the atmosphere the, of the album like sure. if, if the whole atmosphere is that it matches that kind of a technological post apocalyptic future look yeah it yeah. works and as a track it's a zero of course but added into the production and of the whole record and it it's great it is excellent actually
1: i kind of think it could have been shorter
0: yes and given the same that could have been said for most of these tracks
1: yeah <laughs> i no i agree like i like i said it, i remember it going on for a lot longer than it should have yeah but this track in particular i was like oh man we could have just gotten like six lines and that would have been enough <laughs> i agree but i i do appreciate its placement on the record
0: yeah, this, this album spits in the face of the less is more idea. Yeah. It's just like, less is more. No, no, no. 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 More is more.
1: Throw everything out. But me. we're
0: going to give you less in the more. <laughs> yeah. Moving on yeah. to electioneering. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yes. This is what I've been wanting. This song moves. It feels like a song. There you go. Either the intelligible vocals and the mood i'm getting rem vibes like hey between them and that's what i needed i needed something to a touchstone i love this track i wish the album had more of these yeah it's a fucking great track electioneering is uh it's a top of the line track this thing there is awesome go. i'll even take the dick and around solo at the end like I, <laughs> you, you could have cut it off but the solo is there i'll take it because if i'm still in that song of that vibe and that's the all other weird thing is this track still fits the mood of this record and it sounds nothing like the rest of the record. It's weird. Yeah, it's yeah, really weird. It's really weird. Next climbing up the walls. Yep. The production I'm feeling like a music elitist by saying <laughs> it over and over again, but goddamn it it's good. Yeah. When what's going on around a track is more interesting than the actual it's track. It's so crazy. It's either a sign of one of two things. It's either a bad song Mm-hmm. or it's incredible production i go with the latter i fear this might be both okay <laughs> but the production is definitely amazing like yeah. it's it's unreal when i'm when i'm listening to what's around the track granted the track itself isn't giving me much to listen to sure so when i'm venturing in and i'm listening to everything around the track and i'm entertained that is that is an accomplishment it's doing something yeah maybe that's what they set out to be because they and, had, that's not what that's not what you're not going to listen to Umbob and start listening to the tones around the right track. well i mean the reason we give the lists
1: that we do mm-hmm. is to give us a sense of what was going on in music at the time yes this record spits in the face of everything that was going on at the time yeah i, I could I, it's,
0: if you yeah. if i didn't have the the year on this and yeah. i had to say hey when did this come out yeah. i probably would have said Mid two thousands. Yeah, i said like oh five, oh four, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say closer to tens, but yeah. But yeah, like it, it's crazy. Ninety, a completely different decade,
0: Absolutely. and a different
1: time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Futuristic. Moving on to no surprises. Yeah. Fairy tale beginning of an unfairytale tale song because oh boy, do these lyrics not match this sound coming through? No, nope. I I really like the juxtaposition of it. Yeah, I think this is a solid track. No complaints on this one. Nothing, Fantastic. nothing bad to say about it. Moving on to Lucky, yep, and we're back into the dreary space <laughs> belly of this thing. Yeah, we are, and I'm back to being kind of bored by the tracks, but the ambiance and the extracurriculars happening are worth investigating to me. So it 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 gave me enough to hold on. It's not just dull and boring. It's okay. I don't like this, but there's other aspects of this. Yeah,
1: the, I think this record in particular you can listen to over and over again and find different things in each track that you didn't notice the previous time. I will, I will agree to that. Yeah.
0: And I will touch on that in the, oh, closer. I'm th- I apologize in the closer, <laughs> the tourist. Yes, yeah, sir. This album, it runs at such a lower RPM than yeah. what my standard is. Even for sure. Even when I'm relaxed, like even when I'm relaxed and sitting, not doing anything, relaxing, the RPMs of this record are so much lower yeah. Than what I normally idle at. Right. Not quite it, at sun levels. No, not quite. <laughs> it takes a lot out of me to slow myself down mm-hmm. to get into something like this. Yeah. I can get there, but it's not super easy for me. If I get there for this, I can really appreciate it. Like it took me, okay, the first three or four times listening to Zerga Scott, I was texting anybody I knew. <laughs> that, that listened to Radiohead, and I was yeah. saying, "This is what the fuck you guys have been going crazy about." <laughs> right, right. This yeah. is nothing. There's yeah. nothing here. Yeah. I think Radiohead. Okay, I, I don't want to put a blanket statement on Radiohead. I think at least OK Computer is a record that you can get into. Anybody could get into, but you you have to want. You have to want it. You have to yeah. want to get into it because yep. the first five or six times I listened to this, I didn't want it because I was expecting from all the hype around. This is just going to blow my socks off. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. And when it gave me none of that, I was like, what the fuck is happening? All these people can't be wrong. Right, right. I've run into times where a lot of people are wrong. Oh, yeah, I agree. But this was one of those like kind of general consensus where, okay, computer is supposed to be this amazing record. Yep. So I used the production to get more into it. And then from there, I did find other things I enjoyed. But there was nothing the first two, three, four times through this where I was like,
1: this is a zero. Oh, I
0: get it. If you even care a little when you want to get into it, you can get into it. I don't for know sure. if the, I don't know if that can be said for all of Radiohead, because this is the only record I've listened to. Yeah. But if if this would have been like, hey, this is new, let's say okay computer comes out 2023, forget about the history of music, all that it doesn't matter. If sure. this came out and you're like, oh, people are going crazy about it. It's yeah. great. I'd have listened to it once. I'd have said, no, it isn't. And I would have never listened to it again. Dude, that's what happened to me in 97. It came out. The world went nuts
1: over it, obviously, selling 7 million copies worldwide. Plus some, I'm sure, because that was just America and the UK numbers. But it was blown up like nuts. Maybe I got into it early 98 or late 97. But I listened to it. I bought the CD. I listened to it, and I was like, this is not." what i'm here for
0: yes yeah <laughs> and that's how i was the first four or five times and then once i was like okay try to like it. give yeah. it a, give it a shot try to because like. when, when we're doing ep, ep, when we're doing albums for the show
1: yeah
0: and i hit a point where i'm i got nothing where i'm just like oh man i don't want Let, to let's try and i always try to approach it from a different way and it's always yeah. listen to this as if you like it <laughs> which is like <laughs> pretend you're enjoying make it to make on. it i guess yeah right I, I think I focus so much on production because of the lack of what the actual tracks were giving to me. Mm-hmm. It took me, it was a long journey to get to where I am. I still don't know if I like it, but sure. I, I absolutely respect it as a record. And yep. I think the production is top notch. The, the The production's on its unreal, especially for 97. That's what I was just going to
1: say, especially for the time it came out. It really did change a lot of what happened in music. Yeah. And it, they were way out there with this one. I mean, th- like we said, as a parent by what was going on in mm-hmm. the charts, this thing was just
0: wild. It was a journey for me to get there. At the end of the day, I don't know if for me, the journey was worth it. Sure. Like it took a lot of time. It took It took a lot of fucking effort. <laughs> for me to get slowed down enough to get into this, yeah, and I can't see—I I don't really see myself getting to that level much. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Like I don't want to be in that low of a place. Much. Right, it's tough. Top three, I guess. We'll top, three. top three. Let's do it. I—I'm like you. I broke the rules here, but for opposite reasons. I have a top two. Oh, oh, wow! Electioneering, absolutely yeah. favorite song on the record, and then no yeah. surprises. Second favorite song. Okay. I the rest. It's kind of the same it's kind of the same thing to me like the rest sure. of the songs are all interchangeable they don't they didn't move my needle enough for me to even notice them most of the time
1: Yeah my number 3 is No Surprises Okay I absolutely love that song Number 2 is Karma Police Okay Uh like I, I just said, remember closest, I guess, it, I guess I could put
0: Karma Police as 3 if I needed to Okay cuz it was the closest I got to enjoying a song at that point
1: Yeah right and then number 1 is Paranoid Android Okay I I just love the like I said it, the breaking up of parts of the song and kind of giving me more than i thought was going to come from it but it did go on a lot a bit somehow ago, just but
0: continually I, gearing down did it for you uh, it, i don't know
1: it, <laughs> so brand we got top three by the addition of karma police as a late a late
0: edition, <laughs> late edition, late to the party uh,
1: Radiohead's okay computer thrown own phone or grown
0: I can't see myself buying this just because I can't see myself at least right now. Like I'm not saying Mm -hmm. in the future, this could happen, but I can't see myself physically getting to a low enough place, a slow (laughs) enough place to put this on the turntable. Sure. I think I'll phone it though. Electioneering is good enough uh, alone. That song is amazing. I love electioneering. It made me more interested in Radiohead, but I don't want to put as much effort into it as, as that. Like right. I, I, if I like when we listen to In Rainbows for the for the list, yeah, it, it's a, it's gonna be a one and done. So it better do something for me.
1: It 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 is different than OK Computer. All right, it is a different vibe
0: completely. Also, it took me a bit. And you know how Amazon Music has those fun facts that pop up. Oh yeah, yeah. One I saw that was a fucking struggle for me to get over. Oh no. It said, "Quote: Radiohead bridges the gap between U two and Pink Floyd." Oh, my. And that's like a double L. Ouch. Yeah, that's, that's not. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. I wish I never would have read that. That's I wish... not what I would have said. I wish there wasn't somebody that believed that. This is <laughs> yeah, a... right. Because then there, well, there were times where I was like, yeah, this production, I could see. I could see this Pink Floyd in the production. And then sure. there were times I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you could see you two in that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just listened to that DMX record where Bono has a feature. <laughs> wait what you don't remember that i do not bono was featured on dmx's final record exodus oh my god i did not
1: know that yeah it's weird yeah i'm sure it's fucking weird i am
0: sure i I, th- I thought you listened to that record no i didn't really i've never listened to a dmx record i mean i don't know if this is the one to go into <laughs> yeah yeah and and i, th- I a lot of dmx is very dated. Even his huge hits have like the F A G word thrown around, and it's oh, yeah, it's I'm a sure. bit of a bummer, man. But yeah, yeah, Th- there's a track on the the Exodus record. It's it's D M X with Griselda. It's Westside God, oh, wow, Gone Conway, really? and Benny, and it's fucking good. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking good. It would. This is D M X growling left and right. Yeah, it, it's a phone. All right, I'll take phone. I'll listen to electioneering, but. I mean, I, I didn't have a whole lot of heart in this one anyway. Yeah. So, I'm, so is I'm the cool Benz coming for me at some point? Or I don't,
1: I don't think I'll bring it to you. Okay. Like you'll hit in rainbows in like next week or the week after. Like if you tell me what you think of that, like we always okay. do. If you get anything out of that one, I might tell you to go ahead and listen to the Benz, But if not, like I'm not going to bring it to you for the show, I don't think.
0: Okay. Because I was just you said this is when they stopped being the guitar driven band. Yeah. I normally don't like guitar driven 90s music. Yeah. But would it be enough if I like this enough? If I if if I put the effort in to get into this, if I like this enough, is that same production prevalent? Like, is there still complicated production on those or is it just more Not like? Not
1: as, I don't think. Okay. That's why I wanted to give you this before you got into In Rainbows at all. Okay. So you could see the the difference in the eras of Radiohead.
0: Well, I guess look forward to me saying that I disliked or liked in rainbows because I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about that next week because we're listening to that next week, right? Like, not for the Is show it next obviously. week. I can't remember if it's next. I, I think I think it's next week. If not, it's two weeks. Either way, yeah. I will. I will bring it up one way All or right. the other, probably. So, cool. if I would have seen somebody in a Radiohead shirt, they would have had trouble getting away from me because <laughs> I I don't. If I was in Walmart and I saw somebody in Radiohead, i have been like, okay walk me through let's talk about this walk me through okay computer real quick what's your opinion and i would have sat there and listened to them talk about how it's not their favorite kid a's their favorite or something and i'd be like no no no. okay computer let's get to it yeah what's up right (laughs) well okay computer wasn't all
1: you were listening to this week what's your record of the week this week
0: i was on vacation this week so i didn't listen to even close to as much music as i normally do yeah. My record of the week is At The Drive-In's Relationship of oh. Command.
1: Oh yeah. It was I love it's it. so
0: fucking good. It is so good. It was so good. I yeah. I I know I had listened to at least the first minute of most of the songs yeah. cuz I I had it on my my iPod. Yep. But for the first time diving into it as a full album guy, as a person who is listening for full records, it is it is amazing. Yeah. And I am fully on board with whatever he wants to do. I don't care. Like, like <laughs> between at the drive in and Mars Volta, like he could he, in my mind, he can do no wrong. There yeah. are some, there are some, 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 some flops in there, I think, but, but I will still listen to them. Yeah. It's super good. I love it. I told you that
1: before we listened to it, I questioned giving it to you for the show. Uh, but you said you had it on your iPod and you at least listened to parts of every song. So I didn't yeah. want to, do that but um i absolutely love that record so what's your record of the week scott my record of the week is from the same list oh okay i'm going with gore guts record colored sands i
0: saw that coming. yeah it's so good Yeah, didn't do for me what it did for you yeah didn't hate it i just got it in the mail yesterday (laughs) okay yeah are you getting more into gore guts or are you just drawing the line of that record i think i went to the record behind it okay
1: like before it and um it was okay, it wasn't bad, I, but it wasn't I, as like I think I think you use the term avant-garde for yeah. some of it. There I think wasn't they're, that
0: they're more straightforward in their other records.
1: Yeah, they they weren't so out there in in their other records. So, uh, I might just stick with just this one record and appreciate it for what it is and
0: it's fantastic. I absolutely loved it. That's fair. So, all that's left is for me to tell you what we're doing next week. So yeah, what are we doing next week? <laughs> and I had I have a few, but I think I'm going to get real weird with it. Okay. And this this one could, this one's real weird. It could really go one of two ways, Scott. Okay, we're gonna get the oh, no. the 2003 release. 2003, the we, album. I, th- I think we've touched on that year before. Oh, I'm sure we did. I'm probably gonna go over it. It's like, oh, we just did this. Yeah. Um, 2003, the album, the Renaissance, the band slash group, E Town Concrete. E Town Concrete yes i have never once heard of this i'm not gonna say a word then i'm just gonna let you go into it completely blind okay yeah i have
1: no idea
0: no clue the renaissance by e-town concrete all right it should be interesting okay i'm completely (laughs) blank slate on this one not
1: a clue I don't think I ever heard of E-Town Concrete.
0: Yeah, I don't even think I ever asked you if you heard them because I was pretty sure you hadn't.
1: (laughs) Nope, never once have I heard that name.
0: Well, we will cover it next week. I'm going to be honest. If you would have told me when I was listening to E-Town Concrete, if you'd be like, hey, do you think down the road anywhere... At some point, you'll probably do a podcast episode on it. I'd say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> podcasts podcast? are for losers. Don't talk <laughs> to me like that. And no, it would have been pre-podcast, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, look forward to E-Town Concrete's The Renaissance. E-Town Concrete. Follow us on Twitter at A Whale Pod. Follow us on Instagram at A Whale Pod. Join the Facebook group, link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyourlistening.pod at gmail.com. Almost missed that one. <laughs> Listen to all the Joy Road Media podcasts. And listen to what you enjoy.
1: Yeah. Do that. Or something new.
0: Yeah. I'm listen yeah. to something different. That I'm, you at like, I'm at like 964, which I need to <laughs> I need to I need to like redo that. I need to get some more old shit in there, man. It's I don't know. I feel guilty when I listen to old music. Yeah. I'm like there's so much new shit I haven't heard. I gotta get out there. Get out there. Listen to something new. Listen to something old. Those are your two those are your it. two goals for this week. That's the homework. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Are you listening?
1: Are you listening? I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child.
0: There goes my hero. Return of the Mac. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mbop, baby.